Hi, welcome. Thanks for joining us again today, wherever you're watching from. We're so excited and glad that you've joined us for today's message. Now, I'm looking around at the season that we're in, and I have a great excitement in my heart concerning what God's doing and uh, what he's about to do next. And there's an excitement in my heart that it really feels a little bit like springtime, not just in the natural, obviously in England now, we're in that season called springtime, but also regarding spiritual things. It feels like we're in a real springtime where we've come through a bit of a winter. We've known God do some pruning in us as a church and a church family. But we've come through this season of lockdown, COVID, really strong, really ready for what God wants to do next. All across our physical congregations and our online congregations, there's a real strength and a real health. And I'm thankful for that. Now, we need to understand that God is doing something new. I really believe across England, across the United Kingdom, across the world, God is doing something new. And we need to be ready as God's people, the church family, family church, all the other churches that are watching or engaging in this broadcast today. We need to be ready for what God's doing, perceiving what God is about. I love it. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, verses 18 to 19, encourages us. Number one, to forget former things and do not dwell on the past. Sometimes the enemy of our now and our future can be when we choose to live in the past and dwell in things that were, not in things that are. So Isaiah says to us, forget the former things. Do not dwell in the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. God's doing not only a new thing, but the next thing. God's always had a plan and an agenda. God isn't making it up as he goes along. And as we feel ourselves moving from one season into a new season, that's the next season that God always had for us. But then it says, now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm going to be making ways in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Now, I believe that's great promise, not just for the church, for family of God, family church, but also for every individual watching today. God's saying to us, come on, leave the past behind. Don't dwell in yesterday's. Perceive I'm doing a new thing in your life, but also in your church. The word perceive is an interesting word, and it simply means to become aware or conscious of something. So God is saying to us through these verses, be aware, be conscious that I'm on the move, that I'm doing a new thing, the next thing. Be hungry for it. Be ready. Don't be living in the past. Don't be trapped in your yesterdays, but be hungry for what God's about to do. Now, believing that God is doing something new leaves us as his people, his followers, with the responsibility, I believe, to get ready for it. When God says he's doing something new, we should always respond with faith, not waiting until it happens, but getting our life ready for what's about to come. You see, anyone can manage something when it happens, but people of faith perceive that something's happening and they begin to prepare their lives, their households, their ministries 
for what's about to happen. So they're not taken by surprise. I think of the widow in the account of the prophet in the Old Testament. When she needed supply, the prophet came to her house and said, okay, before the supply comes, I want you to gather vessels. And we read in that account that she went out and gathered some vessels. And when she gathered what she anticipated God was going to do, the door was shut. And then the prophet began to pour that little vessel of oil. And as he poured, it continued to flow until every vessel was filled. Now, the question is, what if she'd got more vessels? What if she'd got excited and really prepared for a miracle that God was going to do? Would God have filled every vessel? Yes, he would. I really believe that whatever she prepared would have experienced the promised increase of God. In our lives, we need to be like that lady, but be eccentric in our preparation for what God's going to do next. Not expect small things in our lives and in our church. Not expect medium or mediocre things, but say, Lord, when we see the condition of life at the moment, when we watch the news and see the state of the world, surely you're about to do something awesome, something magnificent in our lives and through our lives. Now, if we're going to be believing that God is doing something new because we're perceiving a springtime or a new moment in God, we need to purpose that we're going to operate in expectation of increase. Now, a good example of this would be a pregnant lady. But when a pregnant lady is expecting a child, her life goes into preparation for the arrival of that child. In the same way, if we believe God is birthing something new or about to release something new in the United Kingdom, in America, in the Western world, then we need to not wait until the baby's being born, but get ready, get stretched, get prepared for what he's going to do. Now, we've read from Isaiah 43, but also a couple of chapters later, we find something interesting, actually involving a lady that would be pregnant, but she was currently barren when God was giving this advice to her. I'm reading from Isaiah 54 now, and it says this simple advice, sing, barren woman, you who have never bore a child, burst into song, shout for joy, you who were never in labor. That's strange advice, isn't it? Imagine if a barren lady, a lady that couldn't have a child, <clears throat> went to a doctor this week and the doctor looked at her and said, begin to sing, begin to sing songs of being pregnant, begin to sing songs that you're expecting a child. Maybe that lady would look at the doctor and say, are you out of your mind? But this is what was happening. God was speaking in to a situation that seemed barren, into a situation that seemed like it couldn't bear fruit, in a situation that seemed impossible. Yet God's advice was to begin to sing a song of faith, shout for joy. It says, you were never born in labor because more of the children of a desolate woman than of her who has a husband. But then it says this in verse 2. It's time now to enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your, your tent curtains wide and don't hold back. 
Lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes, for you will spread out to the right and to the left, and your, de and your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in desolate cities. I really believe that that's a word that God's speaking to us in this season, that we're not to concentrate on barrenness or seasons of barrenness we may have known, but rather we're to sing a song of faith. We're beginning to speak words that say, no, this is what God has promised. This is what God has told us he's going to do. This is what we believe God is about right now. <clears throat> so when we read in these verses, it says, come on, stretch out the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your pegs. What's the Bible teaching us? Get ready for increase. Get the tent ready for increase. Now, this may be relative to us as a church family, but this also could be relative to you as an individual. But maybe you've known a season of lack, a season of barrenness. Can't you perceive that God is doing something new? Can't you perceive that a winter season is over and a new season, a springtime season, is at hand. Now, as a church, a family church, we really sense a season of increase upon us. Not just coming, but upon us. We've come out of this season called COVID. It was pretty much a year ago that we started to meet with our children. And then in July, we began to open the buildings again for adults. And boy, a lot has been done in that season of when we reopened the doors to where we stand today. Across our congregations, including our online congregation, we are in a place of great strength a place where we can begin to dream again about stretching because we've been through a season of strengthening. Now, we're making a few changes in Family Church, specifically the Portsmouth congregation, to accommodate this growth that we believe isn't just coming, but is here right now. And this is relative for those who have any association or are a part of the Portsmouth congregation. But today we're announcing across the congregation a moving of people to get ready for what God's doing next. Specifically, the announcement that we're making involves two couples. Number one, Sean and Paula, and number two, Stuart and Carla. Today, we're announcing across the congregations that we're actually now making Sean and Paula or positioning Sean and Paula as the new congregational pastors of our Portsmouth congregation. And we're going to be moving Stuart and Carla even more into an executive role so that they can be busy strengthening and supporting not just Portsmouth as a congregation, but all of our congregations, because we want to be strong for what God's doing next. Now, we're really excited because Sean and Paula are children of this house. They're sons and daughters of this ministry. And we've seen God raising them up for a moment such as this. So from now to September, we're going to be transitioning them into the role of congregational pastors of our Portsmouth congregation. At the same time, we're going to be moving Stuart and Carla more into the role of executive pastors over the whole of what we are, and also to be highly involved 
in our ministry school that's starting in September, which is Forge Ministry School. Don't forget, you can get hold of a prospectus today online. And um, we want to encourage as many as possible to consider giving God a year to change the direction of your life. So in these movements in Family Church, the one thing that remains the same is that Stuart and Carla, myself and Gina, are still going to remain as a part and our families are still going to be a part of Family Church Portsmouth. We're just making a manoeuvre in the leadership of Portsmouth so that we can begin to be ready for what God's going to be doing next. Maybe planting more churches, maybe facilitating more projects, the ministry school, other exciting things that we believe and perceive that God's about to do. So I'm sure if you know Stuart and Carla and Sean and Paula, you're rejoicing with us today in this manoeuvre. Now, I wanted to share that with you because I want you to know that these are not just words to us. We really believe as a ministry that God is on the move, not just in his church, but in people's lives, because it's people's lives that are the church. Remember, the church isn't a building on the corner of a street. The church isn't a meeting. We have meetings. No, the church is people, the people of God, those called out of darkness into light, followers of Jesus Christ. I really believe that God's not just doing new things or next things in his church as we gather as a people, but also in the lives of every individual that's hungry for what God wants to do next, that's ready to forget former things and embrace the new that God's involved with. Now, faith... <coughs> always involves stretching. Stretching always precedes increase. Now, think about it. Sometimes people don't like the sense or the feeling of stretching, but stretching really is what precedes increase. Remember the advice of Isaiah to the tent, before what God has promised has come, stretch out your tent in readiness for it. To a barren woman, he says, begin to sing in expectation. Now, as a people of faith, we understand that stretching always precedes increase. Now, that's how it works in the natural world as well, isn't it? Think about an athlete. Before an athlete tries to develop or grow muscle in their life, they always invest in a time of stretching so that when the muscle begins to increase, it doesn't rip or tear. Any athlete will tell you that stretching is vitally important. Think of a guitar string. Now, when you put a guitar string on your guitar, maybe a new guitar string on your guitar, you always tighten it or stretch it. Why? Because in stretching the guitar string, you create the perfect sound that you desire. Sometimes God allows stretching in our lives because maybe our lives have become baggy, lost our sound, lost our tone. Sometimes the stretching that God brings into our life causes a new sharp sound to come from who we are. Also, the example we've used already of a pregnant lady, a person that knows they're pregnant, a lady that discovers she's pregnant, then has an expectancy of her body stretching. Why? Because the increase will stretch the person of who she is before 
the baby is born. Now, people respond differently to stretching. Some people are more prone to change. I'm somebody that loves change. Other people don't like change. They love things to remain as they are, business as usual. But if we're going to be pioneers for God in our land and with the lives he's given us to live, we've got to have an excitement in our hearts that says, okay, Lord, if this is you doing the stretching, then stretch me. God, if you are stretching your church, then go ahead and stretch your church. Now, don't get me wrong. If it's a plan of the enemy to stretch us so that he can break us, we don't want any of those plans. But when it's God's hand doing the stretching in our lives personally or in our life as a church, a group of people that love Jesus, we need to begin to welcome stretch because stretching precedes increase. And God is speaking words of increase over us. Now, God loves to move us out of comfort zones into miracle zones. But often the journey of coming out of a comfort zone involves entering into a stretch zone so that God can bring you into the miracle zone. Now, comfort zones are sometimes things in our life that were once challenges, that once stretched us, but we became good at them. We became familiar with them. And things that once stretched us have become every day. God is committed to your development. God is committed to growing you and me as people. God is committed to growing and building his church. Remember, he said, I will build my church, not I will plateau my church. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. When God speaks of those words, he's speaking of growing us, not just our church community. Now, God will grow us by bringing us out of times of comfort, times of normal, through seasons of stretching, because he wants to bring us into that third zone that I spoke of called a miracle zone. Now, think of Abraham as one example. When God steps into Abraham's life, life's good. He's living in his, um, in his parents' house. He's, he's there. He's older in age. He's settled. All of a sudden, at the beginning of the story of the journey of Abraham, you see God step into Abraham's life and say, hey, Abraham, are you enjoying life? And then, then God says, he teases him. He says, or would you like something bigger or better? God was saying to Abraham, I've got something bigger, better, and more more vibrant and full of life for you. But you've got a purpose, Abraham. Are you going to leave the comfort zone of what you know now and step into the unknown zone, the stretch zone, so that I can bring you into the miracle place that I've got for you? Remember the children of Israel. They journeyed from captivity Egypt through a wilderness time that was a stretch zone, but God was bringing them through to a land of promise. But he didn't bring them from captivity to promise. He brought them through a time of stretching. Are you ready for God to bring you through a time of stretching? Like Abraham, God has plans for you bigger than what you've imagined, for your families, bigger than what you've dreamed, for our congregations, physical that meet together, our online congregation, bigger than what we've dreamed. Now we've got to be ready to allow him to stretch us and we've got to be ready to stretch ourselves. Why? 
Why? Because we perceive that God is doing a new thing and we're going to get our lives and his church ready for it. Now, sometimes stretching is uncomfortable and it feels the opposite to increase. Sometimes when you're in a time of stretching, where God's stretching your tent, stretching you out for what he's about to deliver to your life. Sometimes that doesn't feel like abundance. Sometimes that doesn't feel like flourishing. But you need to understand that before a release often comes a drawback. Don't be put off if you feel that things are limiting or things are shrinking or things are drawing back. Because remember the waves of the ocean. Before the wave pushes out towards the shore, it first draws back. Now, we need to remember that God's plans are like the waves of the ocean. And when we feel the waves drawing back, it's because they're about to push forward. Think about the bow and the arrow. Think about an archer. Before he releases an arrow, he draws back the string. There's a lot of energy in drawing back the string of a bow, but when the moment comes, it's released and there's a thrusting forward of that arrow. Now, sometimes when we speak about stretching, we need to understand that it may feel like the ocean is pulling back, but that's because God's about to come in with something new. Sometimes it feels like the bow is being pulled or drawn back. That's because God's about to release a new arrow. So don't go into misery, go into celebration. Remember, people of faith perceive that God is doing a new thing. But people of faith, people who believe, don't just sit there and sing songs about God doing a new thing. They bring their life to preparation. They get things in their life that need to get fit, fit again for what God's going to do. Come on, let's be excited that winter is over. Springtime is here. God is moving in the land. In the great terminology of C.S. Lewis in The Lion, the Witch in the Wardrobe, Aslan is on the move. Come on, the snow is beginning to melt. Spring is breaking through. Come on, don't you feel it when you pray? A fresh excitement, a fresh expectation. But God has a plan, and that plan is on its way. What do we do? We get ready for what God's going to do. In the church, we move people so that we're in strength for our next season. We stop doing things that aren't working anymore. We focus on the things that we see God's hand upon. In our lives, we get rid of baggage. We come out of the past. Remember what it said in Isaiah 43. We choose to forget former things. We do not dwell in our yesterdays. We let our mistakes be dead and buried, gone forever. We let our regrets no longer drive us, but be behind us. Come on, let's get ready. Behold, God is doing a new thing. So don't feel bad if it feels like everything at this moment is being stretched. If it's the hand of God doing the stretch, it's because there's increase coming from his other hand into your life and into our lives as a church. So we're coming out of a season of strength and back into a season of stretch. You know, when we came out of lockdown and that season called lockdown, it really was a season of strength, a strengthen. 
We couldn't have plans to stretch. We had to get everything back together. All across our congregations, the physical ones, the online congregation, we were busy just strengthening. We hadn't met. We'd not been together like we normally were for like 18 months. So there was a season where we had to strengthen our meetings again, strengthen our gatherings, strengthen some of the projects that got put on hold. But the good news is the team have worked so hard and been so brilliant. All of your pastors and your church leaders, your congregation leaders have been working so hard since that moment in July when the doors opened again so that we are right now in a place of good, solid strength. So what do we do in this moment? Do we just sit in good, solid strength, rejoicing in the good, solid strength that we have? No, we're pioneers. We're people of faith. We now hear the Lord speaking to us into the strength that we are. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Can you not perceive it? Get ready, get ready, get ready for what is coming. So this is a message today for us as a church, for our congregations that meet physically, but also for our online congregation. Get ready for movement. Don't be scared when you see people being moved and things being repositioned. You see, when there's growth in any family, there's always changing of positions in a family. That's not because things are going wrong. It's because things are going right. I want to challenge you in your life. Get hungry for what God's doing today. I want to challenge you in your family. Get a hunger back in you for the things that God has promised you that you've not yet seen. Begin to stir your hearts again. Pull your life out of the past and out of former things. Get wide eyes again, like a child's wide eyes in a sweet shop, to God again. Get hungry. Begin to listen again for the things that he's speaking. What do I hear him speaking? Behold, I do a new thing. Perceive it. Sing, O barren woman. This is your time. Stretch out your tents. Strengthen your pegs. Increase the size of who you are in expectation of all that is coming. I hope that encourages your heart today. And again, we rejoice in the movements that are happening in Family Church at the moment, seeing Sean and Paula come into that new position of leading the Portsmouth congregation, but also seeing Stuart and Carla, a couple who have served the church faithfully for nearly 25 years, moving again into a position that God has really created for them to be perfect in. That place of executive pastor, where they begin to strengthen the whole of who we are as a ministry uh, more than ever before, but also concentrate on the launch of our ministry school called the Forge Ministry School. Maybe your challenge to come to the Forge Ministry School. It says on the brochure, fashioning lives for the purposes of God. Listen, if you want your life to go in a different direction, you need to ask the question, what are you willing to do to make that happen? Maybe one of the things that you could do is get yourself signed up, go online and get a perspective, prospectus and read through this exciting new ministry school that's opening, among other things that the Lord may say to you. 
But I just want to say as we close today, it's time to stretch. It's time to push out the boats again. It's time to release our nets again. Because the season of pushing forwards into all that God has for us is at hand. God bless.